This is Brie Arellano representing Compass San Diego, and you're listening to The Real Talk Podcast. And pleased to have Brie Arellano on The Real Talk Podcast. I really like her style of content that she produces. She blends in a mix of educational videos, personal life, and life around San Diego in general. She leads an active lifestyle. She's a surfer, like many, I feel like a lot of San Diego people are surfers. And uh, what I also like about her that I learned uh, just kind of doing her research, you're also a founder of two other businesses before coming into the world of real estate. I'm gonna have her Instagram plugged in my show notes. Please follow her, Bri Ariano. Obviously, we'll also plug in her website and follow her journey on the show notes as we uh, dive into this episode. So Bri, welcome. Thank you. All right, so thanks for having us in uh, San Diego. We're really excited, looking forward to the week. Yeah. I always like to have my guests go through the short form questions first just to get that out of the way so they can immediately get to know who you are so first word is no one succeeds alone truth truth okay so this is a book that we'll plug in the show notes as well written by our ceo rob refkin number two san diego new development revamping real estate reality television <laughs> your favorite Blah. Blah. okay well, come, let's go back there a little later san diego home inventory low real estate property insurance Oh, nightmare. Okay. Circle back to the Yeah. <laughs> Mortgage interest rates. High. Twitter and social media. Fun. The San Diego property values. High. Door knocking. Weekly. Okay. Zoning laws in San Diego. Necessary. Okay. Cryptocurrency. No idea. <laughs> okay. San Diego single family housing market. Love. Okay. Taxes and insurance as a business owner. Can I say two words? Sure. Three. Sure. Screw the IRS. Mm. (laughs) The NAR lawsuit pending currently in 2023. Oh, survival. Survival. Okay, great. So thank you for those answers. For me, one of the more interesting topics that I like to discuss with all my guests is, you know, one, the real estate reality television, (laughs) Race of Blood. Like what, what is it that people that are actually in the industry day to day that do this for a living, whether it's for a few years or for 30 years, they all have kind of the same attitude towards it. Some of them just just straight up don't watch it at all because they don't like it. So what is it? What is your stance on? So are you saying like the reality TV or like HGTV, home remodeling, all of it? So those I actually like. Those are fun. Okay. Like, and I think... Property Brothers. Yeah, those things like... Obviously, a lot of it is not super realistic Mm -hmm. because the cost of home renovations and all of that, it obviously varies and people sometimes get this like skewed idea of like what it's going to be for their home remodel. And I can speak from experience. Home remodel is a freaking nightmare. So it's not as easy as they make it look and they have all these like crazy resources. Um, But when it comes to like the selling sunsets and those things, that was my blah answer because to me, I've never actually watched it. So I am one of those people. Um, well, how do you know if, if it's blah if you haven't seen it before? I've seen like the preview on Netflix where it comes on for a quick second. Mm-hmm. And I've just heard like it's so people are like, oh, it's this and this. And to me, it's very unrealistic and it doesn't represent our industry okay. the right way. Because sure. um, we already have like sleazy car salesmen that we have to avoid and all the other like baskets that we get put into. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's one of those things where it's just adding another layer of things that we have to go over our clients like, hey, this isn't real and it's not about that and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So I think that's my my blah. Sure, got it. it. It inflates too much of the drama, not perhaps the business side. Correct. 
the IRS question was interesting. <laughs> your taxes, you know, and we all pay taxes as a business owner. And, yeah. And you, you having owned other businesses in the past, I'm sure know very well that you've probably had a negative experience yeah. with dealing with you, your relationship with taxes, whether it's on the IRS level or maybe just on, you know, your personal level, you know, getting advice from your accountant. So, you know, what is it about that? And what is it, what are the challenges on taxes? It's more of just like when you call the IRS, you're like, oh, I need to pay this. And then they're like, they send out your mail and then it's like, oh, you owe a hundred dollars. And then you call and you're like, oh, what's the update now? And they're like, oh, it's $102 and 16 cents if you pay today. But then or if you go online, you know, you put in like, oh, I need to pay. And then it's like, well, what's the total? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. What do I owe you? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just the whole system is just like dealing with dinosaurs. Sure. Like none of it makes sense. And that's not our job. So I don't know which form it is. You know, it's just, it's just a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. If you're supposed to pay taxes, shouldn't the government know how much you're supposed to pay? Yeah. No, you have that's to do a, your work. Right. And you have to pay an accountant. And then it's like, how many days have passed? Math. And yeah. And then we're going to let you know at the end if you owe money or not. Yeah. Well, and I too, like during the pandemic, so my full legal name is Brianna Lay Ariano Dash Kruger. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, when you sign loan docs and it gives you like how many versions of you there are. Sure. Mine was literally like the whole page because mm -hmm. I have so many names and the IRS spelled my name wrong a few years ago. So I had an expired driver's license for a year because I couldn't get a new one because the IRS and the DMV are linked now. Oh. And did you know this? I did not. Yeah, at least in California. Hmm. And so I couldn't get a new driver's license because my name was spelled wrong. And it was just this whole thing and the DMV couldn't do anything. The IRS couldn't do anything. Social security was closed because it was like only for emergencies. So there's like a lot of deep feelings. <laughs> in my soul about the IRS. Interesting. It's, it, <laughs> trying to move a mountain just to get your identity back. Yeah. <laughs> the door knocking daily or weekly, you said, huh? Is it, yeah. You know, I had uh, my friend Jordan Wright from Malibu, actually, he's in the office. He was also a, a big time door knocker. And to us in New York City, it's a very foreign concept. You know, yeah. If you do that in New York City, you probably get banned from the building and get kicked out. <laughs> yeah. There'll be complaints filed against you. What is it about going about and doing that? And, and how does that work? For you process wise yeah so i actually i started probably like eight months ago my sales manager melanie i actually was like i want to start door knocking again but i don't want to do it alone because it's as a single female like kind of creepy to go up to a stranger's door and knock on their door yeah, very. so there was another gentleman in the office josh and we had never met before and she said oh i think this would be great josh will make you a little more approachable because you're a guy and people don't want to answer the door for a random guy and nope. free josh will keep you safe mm -hmm. and so it was kind of just like she put us together and we're like okay sure and we had never met and we started door knocking and we have three farms now. We go every Tuesday and Thursday and we do like more of like value add. So do you guys need any vendors? Or we did a book drive to the San Diego YMCA Armed Services. Right now we're doing like a used toy drive for after school programs. So just little things like that. And then obviously like establishing ourselves. There's a market update on it, but you know, we're not like, hey, do you want to sell your house? And yeah, we do it twice every week. Obviously, except for this week, it's retreat, but mm -hmm. it's awesome. Do you have any interesting stories of door knocking on people's doors? So we we made a video like when we first started of like all of the door knock or all the like homeowners that you encounter while door knocking, and it was kind of just off the cuff, and we're like thinking about like oh who what do people do? You know, we hadn't even really started yet, and one was like the person in the mask who like barely opens the door. <sighs> One's like the person who's on their headphones and they're like, I can't talk. One's the video. woman who's like drinking wine and invites you in for a tour. And then one was like throwing the flyers. And up until last week, we had every single one except for someone throwing the flyers. And mm -hmm. last week, someone came out, 
crumpled up the flyer, told us to F off. All we did was knock and leave the flyer mm -hmm. for a toy drive, mm -hmm. crumpled up the flyer and threw it at us and told us to F off. And then we were kind of like a little, you know, a second we felt a little deflated. And then I was like, the video, we've had all the people now. And so it was kind of funny that we, you know, we brought it all to reality. <laughs> That's funny. Did the guy really go down the water slide? Oh, you there? saw, yeah, yeah, that one. Is that a... Uh, that was the video, but no, that was just, that's Josh. Okay. Um, and that was kind of like when someone invites you in, we just thought it was a funny ending. But we haven't done that yet, so okay. we'll add a, that to the list. What I like about that video was it's it, it gives you kind of a, like the moral of the story is not everybody on this planet is uh, an evil asshole that, you know, doesn't want to be approached. Yeah. Right? Some people will likely give you, come in and give you a glass of wine or a muffin or whatever. Yeah. And then you can go down the, the, the water slide in the back. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing. It's like you just need like one good conversation. Like you yeah. go like even on last week, we were like tired. The printer kept messing up. And it was like everything in the universe was like, just don't knock today. And then we went. We had a great conversation about with this woman who's like, hey, we want to sell at some point in the future. Like you guys have been here. And it was just that one conversation. That's all you need. Yeah. Like you get one and it's just the domino effect. Is, is there a time of day that you prefer to do it? I mean, I'm sure there's families with kids. It's hectic or whatever. Yeah. Like, is there a time of day that you generally we, like? Yeah. We try to do three to five mm -hmm. every Tuesday, Thursday. But obviously, like, it shifts with our schedules. That's We're pretty consistent with so that time. you want time. to do it when the kids are out of, out out of, of school. At school yeah. or they're, you know, not home or... Yeah, that's when we have found the most, like if we go at like one to three, we don't get as many people. So three to five is kind of like the sweet spot. Sweet spot. But yeah. if we can't make it at that time, we think going is better than not going. Sure. So. Sure. Wow. It's, it's a very interesting phenomenon and door knocking to us is so such a foreign concept. So it's really cool yeah. that, uh, you know, there are agents that are still doing that. I guess you'll be really good Mormons, right? Isn't that, isn't that what they do? They we, <laughs> we did. <laughs> we came across a kid who had just gotten home and... We're like, oh, you're like, you're door knocking too. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And Mormons would be great real estate brokers. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, you know, on a final note, the No One Succeeds Alone is a really good book. I personally, you know, I, I read it. And I, I think it's a great gift for just not just for anyone. Yeah. Right. It's life. It's perseverance. It's trial, tribulation. You know, what are maybe one or two takeaways from that book for you? I mean, when I say truth, it's more so just like recognizing that, like that you don't succeed alone. Like I brought Desiree on about a year ago and it was a huge shift for me. Like I'm a super OCD control freak mm -hmm. and learning to kind of let go and like having that open mind that like no one does succeed alone. Like it, it does take a village and you need that assistance. And also, you know, it, it always goes back to like my like, OG Tom Ferry coaching of like oh, focus on yeah like yeah. focus on money making activities and like I don't need to be driving around town like I make I love to make like really like cool gift baskets for my clients for closing that's something that Desiree can do she will be fine at home goods alone it's gotcha. not you know like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. but it used to be like no I need to do this and like printing out like buyer booklets like it used to be like oh no is it good and it's like I needed to learn to let go and like acknowledge that I can't do this alone and. It, the support of other people, whether it be friends, family, assistants, other realtors. It's okay to like be okay not doing sure. it yourself. Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah. That's, it takes a village, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do a, let's get our audience to kind of engage in who you are and your background and where you're from. And also, you know, where do you currently reside? So currently we are in San Clemente, but mm -hmm. that's because we bought a house. I'm San Diego native, born and raised. So I've lived 
all throughout San Diego from downtown up into Encinitas. Um, downtown will be where we are. Yeah, yeah. I, technically it was Golden Hill, so just like on the cusp right up right up the hill mm -hmm. off the, the 94 right there. But we bought a house and it caught fire and flooded Ooh. and wow. we're pretty sure it's haunted. So we're still gonna move in it, but I'm not scared of ghosts. But <laughs> <laughs> but right now my, my husband, he owned a house in San Clemente so it made sense for us to go up there temporarily until the house in Oceanside is done. So currently I drive every day from San Clemente to Del Mar. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. That's with the fire, the flood. What is this? Is, is it a freak accident? Or? Well, we hired a contractor. We bought it. We were just going to renovate like the primary bathroom. And then, and then they hired an unlicensed, uninsured, unbonded hot mop company. Oh my goodness. And the bathroom went up in flames. And luckily our next door neighbor is a firefighter. And we had like eight fire trucks there within like four minutes. They said like 15 more minutes and the whole thing would have burned down. Yeah. But glass half full, we're getting like a brand new house. So there like all new piping, all new electrical, all new drywall. And then the flood was the city of Oceanside decided to replace uh, the water meters uh -huh. without notifying us. Because had I got a notice, I would have been like, wait, the water's turned off. They went and turned on the water at the main and all of the pipes that had burned and the fire then flooded the house. So say neighbor calls me or she FaceTimes me and I go, okay, this is weird. I answer it and she just flips the phone over and water's just like pouring because we're on a hill. Can't catch a so break. pouring out of the house. Can't catch a break. Yeah. My goodness. So okay, well, it's been a really good learning experience. <laughs> oh, I made her like yeah. a whole margarita gift basket. I was like, thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, seriously, yeah. seriously. Gosh, what would you do without your neighbor? Yeah. Right? It takes yeah. a village. It takes a village. Going yeah. Back to the, going back to it. Uh, I did do a little a stalking and digging also about you. I didn't know this, but your husband is a filmmaker or he produces films? Yeah, he's like video editor and producer. Mm -hmm. So he, we are total opposites. Yeah, he's, really cool. He, he did uh, Natural Selection. He did? Yeah. So are yeah. you a snowboarder? I'm a big, big time follower of Travis Rice and okay. the Natural Selection competition. And yeah, I mean, not, yeah, big time snowboarder, but I really, you know, the Natural Selection to me is... It's a newer competition, but it's uh, it's a cool part of the element of snowboarding. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, he did natural selection. He does all like surf, skate, yeah, um, all of that. Like so he that. travels everywhere. It's a very cool Californian job. I'll oh yeah, yeah. He goes to <laughs> South Africa. He's going to Tahiti for the Olympics in a few months. Yeah, like wow. he's everywhere. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Very cool husband. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I like him too. This is, uh, <laughs> I hope you do. This is not a. Uh, this is not obviously a video, a videography, or a. Uh, to talk about your husband pod. But no, no, I, really, I mean, I really he's part, like, the, when you uh, say it takes a village, like, you do need the support of a spouse at home because this job is, man, it wrecks, it wrecks you. Yeah. <laughs> Give me your favorite city or state outside of San Diego. If you were to live anywhere in the U.S. or even in the world, where would it be? So I would never move. I've never left you San have Diego. To move. Okay, I have to move, Let's like, gun say, to my head. Gun to your head, your family's head. Probably, like, Colorado. Like, where? I don't know. Just, I'm same oh, thing. Very dynamic. I know. I just, I love the snow. Maybe like Tahoe, Jackson Hole. Like okay. I'm a big snowboarder too. Okay. That was literally like on our list when my husband and I met was like someone that could snowboard. Oh, good list. Yeah. Yeah. That was like that and like steak cooked medium rare. Because if you can't sure. cook, you can't share a steak, then what's the point of being married? Well, a vegan you know? snowboarder. Yeah. Cut, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no. Okay. Um, right. But so anywhere, yeah, that I could snowboard because that is like, I we got our icon you pass. That? Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Right Right there, it's California right here. Yeah. <laughs> in New York, they'll be like, oh, what? Snowboarding? Man, you know, Jersey, New Jersey snowboarding sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's nice too, because yeah, like so nice. the Big Bear Mountain is like a couple hours away. It's not a good mountain by any means, but you can literally go up for the day, 
you know, have a mm -hmm. Bloody Mary, snowboard for the day, and then come home and you sleep in your own bed. Nice. Oh, very so, cool. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if who is the goat in your opinion in San Diego real estate now? Goat is it subjective over <laughs> subjective over yeah of course great, great yeah, greatest yeah. of all time but it's subjective over objective right? Is it LeBron or uh, Michael Jordan? You know, is it Peyton Manning or Eli Manning? It's it's very much a you have your own take on it. And so by goat, I don't mean it has to be a real estate agent or a developer or a landlord. It could be someone in your personal life. You know, who is it in your yeah, I mean, when I, I was thinking about this earlier, and I, I there's not like one agent for me. It's kind of like the combination of them all. Like I love like Seth O'Byrne. Like I think he's a very like nice guy and very like organic on his stuff. And then like for me, like when I lived in Encinitas, I would always get like Netta's marketing. And there were always these like huge pamphlets. And then I remember I went into the office when I joined Compass and I was like, like, but that was just because I lived in Encinitas and she like crushed Encinitas. So it's kind of like a combination of all these different agents of just like, for me, it's like, if you're a badass and you're nice, that makes you like the greatest of all time. Because I feel like in this industry, there are so many agents that you've come across that aren't like that. And so when I meet like an agent who's absolutely crushing it and they're just a good human, to me, that's like an unmatched like personality trait. And that's like, what I strive to be. Sometimes it's hard to find humility in the world of real estate. Yeah, you know? exactly. No, that is true. It's a battle every day. Yeah. The top two San Diego, uh, for you recently, uh, favorite restaurants or establishments, anywhere you like to visit. Yeah, so a, recently it's probably going to be the Friendly, greatest cheeseburger of all time. We did our engagement photos there and they told us we could do them there, but we had a shotgun a beer. Mm, nice. So you, you can shotgun a beer at the counter and you save a dollar. So, I mean, what, what is the concept of that? Is that shotgunning a, a beer? Well, yes. Or? I mean, well, I know what that means, <laughs> but like, what's the goal there? I don't know. I think they just want people to just get, get fucked up. Get crazy. <laughs> okay. But they told us, they were like, yeah, you can do your engagement. It's like this like tiny little hole in the wall with like, you know, checkered floors, and all they serve is like their burger one way. It's like greasy, no substitutions, but it's delicious. Okay. And they're just, it's kind of like they're friendly, but not friendly kind of thing. You know, like you take it as it is, but. So we shotgun beers at the end of it, and I just—it's—I'm a big cheeseburger lover, so okay. that's probably my. Are my you jam. good at shotgunning beers? I used to be better. Yeah. As I've gotten older, and I stopped shotgunning beers, it was like <laughs> goes down differently. It's like really cold, and it's hard, and I'm like, <laughs> this isn't as easy as it used to be. So. <laughs> uh, what are your? What's your all-time go-to place in San Diego? Maybe your top two. Top two. I love Wrench and Rodent in Oceanside. Okay. Really good sushi. Um, and wrench and rodent? Wrench, I know, such a weird oh, name. Wrench. Re wrench, like a, a yeah. wrench, mm -hmm. wrench and rodent. Um, not a very appetizing name, but yeah, so you got, you got still delicious. Mice, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, for celebratory stuff, I love Born and Raised down here. Okay. It's the, the table side martini. I'm a big, dirty martini girl. Do you like it with the blue cheese olives, too? Or? Oh, 100%. Okay. Like, okay. I will I will stuff my own olives. Okay, like wow. It, yeah, I love blue cheese. That's like... Gin it's, or vodka? Vodka. Ugh, okay. I don't... Well, the, you know, the original martini. No, I know. Martini, I'm not so. a, I'm not a, I like gin tonics, okay. but that's it's probably the thing. Russian and Polish in you, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love the vodka now. Yeah. You know, it used to be tequila. Now that I'm Russian and Polish, it's, it's vodka. <laughs> okay. okay. Now that you found out that you're not Mexican. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You switched. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> they didn't get the, that story. We'll tell them later. <laughs> okay. All right. Any life changes or recent updates that you'd like to share with us? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess kind of the house, that was a big thing. And then we got married in July. Congratulations. Our wedding went viral, so that was kind of crazy. We have like 20 million views on our wedding. Is that right? Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? What happened? It was just a hot, sweaty mess, and everyone's shirt, the men's shirts were off. Oh. They were like dangled over the disco balls, and it was like 90 degrees and like 100% humidity. And we had the whole hotel to ourselves, so everyone was like jumping in the pool and the dance floor and back and forth. Oh, and wow. I ordered like you know, the lighting package. I didn't know that I ordered like the rave lighting package. And it was like, there was smoke machines and lasers. Wow. And like, I was like, all right, cool. Like I ordered like the low, well, you yeah, know, the cheaper, like, the cheaper version. version. And I was and like, all still, right, it was, still crazy. it was crazy. But I mean, I think it was like all of our friends too. Like everyone was just hot and there was, the dance floor was covered in beer and it I love was, it. yeah, it was fun. I love it. Yeah. That's great. That's what happens. I guess you put a bunch of snowboarders in a room. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all like video editors. So like there's some, there's like one guy in like a bow tie and like he's fanning and he's shirtless and he looks like a Chippendales dancer. Like, cause he wore a bow tie to the wedding, but like, it's just the, the footage from the wedding is just hilarious. That's great. I'll have to check that out later. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you know, let's switch pivot and just kind of go into your deep dive questions. And, and uh, you know, we, I like to get people on this pod that not necessarily the number one broker of this market. And that has been doing it since the horse carriages were around. Yeah. Right? I mean, those are great. I'm not saying those are bad. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, as an agent myself, I'm 15 years in and I, I pretty much know how to do a deal or whatever the transactions, complexities, hair on, hair on every deal. We know how to navigate those. We want to learn more. And I selfishly want to learn more about other agents yourself that necessarily not number one in the market. I'm sure you, you're up there. Thank you. But you're not 30 years in the business. No. And, you're very good at social media. You're, I like your yeah. content. Your videos are great. Your photos are great. Obviously, clearly, your husband is a, is a great addition to compliment to yeah. what you do. Oh, he uh, will not do any photos. No. He's not editing he, your stuff? No, okay. I try to do like one series of videos with him, and it just, okay. I never asked him again. But again, yeah. it, do, it does help that he, someone like that is in your corner. Yeah. You know, you know I, I would like to think that one trend that I'm seeing on social media is there's been a rise in, not woke, but young people complaining about how expensive everything is and how hard everything is and how difficult it is based on the pay I get. And, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, what were, what were you like in your early 20s when you had your two businesses? And, you know, do you think there's any truth or validity into this social media movement that we're seeing? I mean, yes, but I think also people are just really soft now. Ooh. Like, even people my age, though. I think everyone's just kind of like, and for listeners, you're in your 20s, 30s? I am 33. Okay, you're so young, I, early 30s. Early 30s, mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> I'm in my late 30s. Okay. But I'm still my, I'm still in my 30s, okay? 30, what is late 30s? 39 to 40 next month. Okay. But that's still late 30s. Okay. Just, just yeah. Mathematically, the math is math then right now. Yeah. Someone came anyway. in my office and they're like, oh, like late 30s, 35. And I was like, oh. oh no, man, yeah. I'm so I'm early 30s. But yeah, I mean, I, I got into the industry when I was about 20. I started, I was an assistant and an office manager in TC for the first, you know, five or so years. Um, and then, and then got my real estate license. But I don't know. I just feel like there's been agents that I've come across and I tell them like, oh, you should door knock, you should call. And they'll be like, oh, I don't want to do that. And it's like, no, like you need to hit the pavement and you need to do these things. Like I, all of my business is referrals and repeat business. And I'm so grateful for that. Like I've never bought a lead, anything like that, but 
that's, I also do things to get business. Like I, I still do open houses, even if it's not my listing. And I still do door knocking and cold calling and that kind of stuff. And I think like, if you're not happy, do something about it. Like, you know, we all have our days where you're just like, oh my God, I'm spent, I'm exhausted. But if you're in a job that you don't like, figure it out. What do you like? And do that. And like, same with real estate. Like, what are your pillars? If you don't like door knocking, then do cold calls. And if you don't like cold calls, then do open houses, but do, do something. Like, I think people just get stuck and comfortable in their ways and then they complain about it. And like, yeah, interest rates are high, but you, at least you're lucky enough to have the opportunity to live in San Diego, to buy a house. Like there's so many different ways to look at things. And I think it's very like one, one track mind with some people. Mm -hmm. And you know, my house burnt down, my house flooded. I was planning a wedding. It was the most stressful year of my life. But like, I would still be like, oh, my house burnt down. And people are like, why are you laughing about it? I'm like, well, it's kind of funny. Like yeah. there's multiple ways to approach every aspect of life. And you can sit and you can dwell on all the bad that's happening. And, you know, oh, things are expensive and blah, blah, blah. And like kind of what you were saying with the other age range. But I think in any facet of life, like put on your pants and girl panties and figure it out mm -hmm. you know yeah no that that's a that's a really good i think lesson that I think maybe a lot of the younger early 20s people come to realization is they get out of college and they realize yeah of course inflation is here that's real yes right let's not pretend that that's not the case like everything is more expensive gas california gas is crazy yeah. and all of that but at the same time you know the people that are recording these videos are driving like pretty nice cars yeah or like you know they may they may have more things that they actually don't even know realize and they have technology at their fingertips that can help them you know whatever they want to do business-wise they could grow yeah so uh yeah what you said is like yeah you're right you have to maybe get out of your comfort zone a little bit more yeah and um and you know grow your business in that in that direction yeah you had, this kind of time that you had to overcome a hurdle in your maybe in your personal life and also in your business life and you know, early 20s and 30s is basically that. It's hurdles, right? Yeah. We've all been there. And and how did you kind of overcome that? Or how did you work to overcome that? So I think like for me, like when I first got into the business, I was very young. Like I'm 33 now and I got in when I was about 20. And then I think I got my license when I was, you know, 25 or so. Mm -hmm. um, and I was still assisting at that time. But like, you know, before I did the jump to commission only, um, for me, I think it was, and maybe it was like an internal battle, but it was like, oh, I'm so young. I need to be like, no one's going to take me serious, you know, like, oh, I'm 25 and I, I don't know. Like, I did know what I was doing, but still when you're learning, you almost like question yourself more. And I feel like once I was like true and authentic to my like true self was really like the biggest like wake up call for me. Like I can still be me. Like I'm kind of silly and quirky and I felt like I always had to be like, you know, in my pantsuit and my heels and like my button down and be like very proper and like, this is like, you know, and you can still be a great professional, but also be yourself. Sure. And I think that was like, once I kind of like, you know, I'd walk around and kind of like shoot the shit a little bit and like, oh, you know, like whatever conversation you're having in the house. Once I was like true to myself, I feel like I, that was the year that my business just took off. Like I doubled my sales, I tripled my income. And it was the second that I was like, oh, I can be me. And it's like, I'm still a professional. And even though I'm young, I'm great at what I do. And I, I, I crushed this. And how many years did it take for you to, for that to click? 
probably like three or four. Oh, okay. That's still not bad. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a very, that's actually probably faster than most agents. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. thank well, you. I think most agents kind of, well, they, first of all, most, most of them phase out in two years when yeah. they have to renew their license. Yeah. They don't renew their license. So and the fact that you got it in the third or fourth year is a pretty good indication that you know, maybe you're fit for the job. <laughs> thank you. Or you're comfortable doing the things that you don't want to do. Yeah. Right? What are your strategies when you make content? You do, you talk to, well, I like the one about the door knocking, first of all. It's a great yeah. story, <laughs> yeah. very happy ending at the end. Uh, you've also done some things about uh, talking with uh, bankers or finance people, real estate professionals that does the math make sense on the mortgage interest rate? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you create the content that you want to create and what's that process like for you? I mean, I have Desiree and she's amazing. She helps me with a lot of stuff and mm -hmm. like putting things together. But yeah, it's just kind of seeing sometimes it's like, you know, aren't going back to Tom Ferry, like R and D, like what are other people doing and how can I take this? And I like same thing. I mean, I do this with all agents. Like someone was in my office the other day and they're like, Oh my God, this welcome binder is great. I'm like, Oh, I'll share it with you. Like I'm in a big, like I love to share things. And mm -hmm. it's also just going into the office. Like that was a big thing for me, like having those organic conversations with agents and Are you office. an anti-work from home person? Uh, I go to the office almost every day. Yeah, great. Every day. Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, sometimes I don't get in until like 11, but I'm in there. <laughs> well, because also I have mad ADHD. So if I work from home, the next thing I know, like the cans are organized in alphabetical order. <laughs> like no one needs their cans organized like that, you know? So yeah. it's like I the put spices my, too? Yeah. Oh, I'll send you a pic. My spice drawers. Perfect. Immaculate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're not alphabetized, but it is beautiful uh, to look at. Um, so wiping down the floors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's like if you give a mouse a cookie, you know, I do yeah. one thing and and then the next thing I know, I'm in the cabinet. Yeah. So for me, it's just like going into the office and talking with agents. Like the things that come up on videos is th like that I do on videos are conversations that I have like with other agents. Like, what are you experiencing? What are you going through? And having like, because too, like partners don't get it. Like real estate friends get it. Like if you complain about like a notice to perform, you're like, oh my God, they sent me a notice to perform. Ooh, what is a notice yeah. to perform? Yeah, oh, you guys don't have that? No. Oh, okay. So we have like your three, you guys have contingencies, right? Of course. Okay, so we have our contingencies. And then on like the last day that your contingencies are due for full contingency removal, an agent can send you what's called a notice to perform. And it basically gives you two days to either remove your contingencies or the seller has the right to cancel on uh. you. But sometimes like, you know, you need a couple days for further due diligence inspections. And I feel like if you're communicating, then we should all be aligned with it. Yeah. Um, but when you get a notice to perform on the day that it's due and you're like, I told you I need an extra day for the electrician because your seller didn't grant me access. Like, you know, like whatever the situation is, like, I think it's just kind of like, what? It's kind of like a slap in the face yeah. if, if you're doing your job, yeah, yeah, you know? Okay. And so if you complain to another realtor about it, they're like, oh yeah. But if I tell Drew, Drew's like- Your husband? Yes, my yeah. husband. He's like, okay. Cool. Yeah, like no one really, you know, unless you're you in real estate, you don't get it. Yeah, so I think it's just- it. Nuances those, for sure. Yeah, having those conversations with other realtors are kind of things that inspire my videos because mm -hmm. it's conversations that they're having with their clients or conversations that I'm having with my clients. And I'm like, oh, this is great to put out there. Mm -hmm. And just coming from a place of value. Like that's my biggest thing is just always like value add. Like- What is your favorite video that you've made so far? Outside of your, obviously your wedding video. I do love my, my lender, Chris Catania and I made one and it was kind of based around like the conversation around like date the rate, marry the house. Yeah. And that for me was just a big one. Cause it was like a very trending topic for a while. And kind of what him and I spoke about in it is like, yes, it don't get so wrapped around the rate, but also for me, like, I'm not going to tell my clients, Oh, go buy a house at 8% interest rate. But 
in two years, you're going to get a 5%. Like if you're not comfortable with that payment, do not buy it off more than you can chew. Like, yes, we all know interest rates are going to come down at some point, but you need to make sure you're comfortable now. And so for me, it was kind of being like the outlier of all of that. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, there's truth to that, but also make sure you're comfortable because that's the one thing that like, if my clients don't love the house or they're not comfortable with the payment, cancel or we're not writing an offer, you know, like, I say buying a house is like a relationship. Like you don't want to roll over one day and be like, oh crap, what have I done? Mm -hmm. And so it's the same with the house. Like, are you comfortable? Is this the location you want? Is this the price point you want? Like, because there's certain characteristics that you can change, but some things you can't. No. And so for me, just making sure, like, I think that was probably my favorite because I felt like it was like my truest, like, hey, this is actually how I feel. Like if you don't, if you're not comfortable with this payment, cancel. Like I will, we'll buy another house. Like, I'm not going to force my clients into a situation they're not comfortable with. Yeah, no, with. that's that's a really good point. You know, date the rate, was it date the rate, marry, marry the, house. the house. It was a cliche thing to say in social media maybe a year ago. Yeah. It was kind of going viral yeah. for at least within the home buying industry. And I agree with you. It's, you know, put yourself in a buyer's shoes. You really want to you know pay 10 grand a month over the course of those, you know, next five years when you can only afford maybe seven or eight. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. At least for us. As, as a as a homebuyer myself, right? It's, it's very, very, uh, can't say that lightly yeah. and expect the buyer to be okay with it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, it's a sensitive topic for sure. Yeah. Speaking of social media, do you think it's good for, let's just say, I'm gonna break it down into various groups of people. Right? Okay. Is, is it good, first of all, is it good for teens? Second, is it good for young adults that are not business owners? And third, is it good for real estate brokers like us in our 20s and 30s, even 40s? If you're in 15, 60, you already have your people. I don't think you really, really don't need that much social media. You've yeah. been doing your business right. Yeah. So now those categories, you know, I'm going to get your thoughts, you know, since you're very active on social media. So for teens, like I personally don't think it's good for them. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I look back at the stupid stuff we used to do as kids. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. I mean, you've shotgunned a beer too. So you... You've probably, you know, like I just look like, back. Do you love that on Snapchat? No, that's what I mean. Like, I think back, like, oh my God, if some of the stuff that I did as a kid or like as a teen or in college, like, I'm glad that we didn't have social media, yeah, yeah, you know, okay, yeah, like, sure. and so I think too, and it's just, there's a lot of bullying going on, like, and maybe that is why kids are softer now, you know, but mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I think as a teen, I don't like it again, like. Early teen, no, as you get older, like up to you. But I think I'm happy that we didn't have it at that sure, age. Sure. And so for me personally, I think no. I think for adults, yeah, like young adults, 20s. Young adults, 20s, absolutely. Do your thing, you know, same thing. Like just be careful what you post and what you put out there because the what internet you consume. or what you consume. Yeah, because the internet's forever. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think that's like one side of it. And then for adults who have businesses, yeah, I think. People need to utilize it more. Do you think it's a must? I think it's a must. Like, yeah. at least for my business. I mean, there's some businesses that, I mean, I'm trying to look around to see if there's anything I can think of that wouldn't benefit from social media. But no, I think every business benefits from social media. Right. Um, I think the only, like, downfall of social media sometimes is that people can get, like, fake followers. So, like, you know, I'm just looking at your water bottle. Like, that could be a great water bottle or it could be falling apart. But I see that you have a bunch of followers on Instagram. I'm like, oh, that must be a great water bottle. And then oh, I just yeah. bought some like decrepit water bottle that's falling <laughs> yeah. apart in my lap, you know? Just so because it was on a podcast. Or yeah, 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 right. Instagram or something. Yeah. yeah. yeah and true, so it's true. like there, it's hard to like verify what is like legit or not, mm -hmm. I think is one hard sure. part of it. But I think benefit, like 
benefits all businesses. Because I'll look at a business on social media, like, oh, what do they have? Like, restaurants. 100%. That's where I go to, like, look for their food photos. 100%. Like, almost yep. more than Yelp now. That's right. And so yeah, when they 100%. don't have professional photography or they don't have, I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. Right. Or when they don't have an account at all, it's like, do they exist? Yeah. Is this a real business? Is this a real business? Yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And then same for realtors. I think it's a great way to get to know agents, like, more organically. Like, you know, because we're all, like, trying to be like, oh, putting out great social media yeah. for real estate related yeah. stuff. But too, like people want to know who you are. Like, you know, you could look at my social media and be like, oh, she has a cool husband or like they travel or they, you know, they went to Asia for their honeymoon. Like those kind of things I think also help your business because people want to know who you are as a person. Like not like I always tell my clients, like if you're going to ha hang out with me every Saturday at 10 a.m. looking at houses, I don't want you to be like, oh, we have to go hang out with Brie. Like I want it to be like, <laughs> oh, cool. We get to perceive Brie today. She's fun. She's spunky. Like if I'm going to spend my morning with someone looking at houses, that's who I want on my yeah, side. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. that's like a way too to like, you got to mix it up between organic and your life and business. Right, right. I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier, right? Be authentic to yourself. Yeah. And that's how naturally it'll just come. Yeah. It's your sphere anyway that you know, they're working with you, not because of Compass, but they're working with you because of you. Exactly. And who you are. Yeah. And if you're also natural to yourself, on social media, you know, then you're being authentic to just both sides of the game, yeah. the platform of being in real, being in real life and being on the internet. Yeah. We're almost at the end of the 2023 year. Give us, uh, or at least the listeners, and some advice on what they should expect if they're first-time home buyers, maybe second-time home buyers, and also sellers, what they should expect in 2024, and any advice that you can give them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the word of the year is just weird. Like every time I talk to an agent, like <laughs> yeah. it's like, how's the market? It's like weird. Yeah. Like, and it's such like a non-professional way to look at the real estate because market. It's not crashing at all. No, but it's just but it's weird. weird. It's weird. Like there's no rhyme or reason why. Like I'll go look at two houses and this one's been on the market for 70 days and this one's been on the market for two days. And this one has multiple offers and the one with, you know, that's been on the market for 69 days has nothing. And I'm like, one for, that's been on the market for 60 days is way nicer. Like, why is this one not selling? Like, yeah. it's just weird out there. Mm -hmm. um, I would say for buyers, just like keep doing what you're doing. Like, I always say, like, it doesn't matter when you get on the train, just get on at some point and get on when it makes sense for you. Hmm. Because like what you're comfortable with is what you're comfortable with. And if, you know, if you could buy a million dollar house last year and you can only buy a house for $500,000 this year, if it still makes sense for you, buy a house. Buy it, like yeah. get your foot in the door yeah. and then you'll you can refinance later or you can do something else later, you mm -hmm. know? Um, or sell it and take the equity or put renters in it, you know? Mm -hmm. Same for sellers, I think it's kind of the same thing. Like just see where the market goes. Like I've been telling people if you bought in 2020 or 2021 and you have an interest rate that's really good, don't sell your Doesn't house. Doesn't make sense, does yeah. it? Yeah, keep it. Yeah. So I think that's like a big thing too is just being like real with our people. Like you can tell them like, hey, if you're not comfortable, don't buy this. Like, mm -hmm. you know, be comfortable with, with what you're comfortable with. And mm -hmm. so I think that's a big thing. Um, and then who else? Who am I supposed well, to talk and then to? <laughs> we'll, we'll feature sellers of 2024. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about, you know, if you're approaching a seller, like what's the, what is the strategy that you want to give or implement in 2024? Yeah, I think too, like mostly the people that are selling right now is people that are either downsizing or they're like, they moving, or yeah, they're yeah. moving out of state, like, mm -hmm. you know, or they're moving into a retirement home or mm -hmm. something like that. That's kind of the biggest things that I've seen going on right now, but also just be gracious. Like you've been a buyer too. And I think that's been a big battle this year is like buyers and sellers are just going head to head. And there's just so much emotion and fear 
with the high interest rates and the low inventory and what happened with the pandemic. Like there's just a lot, a lot of emotion. There's a lot of emotion. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone just needs to be a little more gracious with one another. Like buyer, like if you were selling your house, would you want to be doing all these things? Like, and seller, you were a buyer at one point. Like, wouldn't you want these things to be done? And I think it's just really right now, it's a lot of like managing of emotions. And I think everyone just needs to be a little more gracious and sellers kind of maybe get off their high horse a little bit and buyers come down that like the market's not crashing. Like, and everyone just needs to kind of be a little more aligned on that. I like what you said, you know, Mrs. Seller, you were a buyer at one point too. Like, yeah. Do you realize like this young family with the brand new, you know, brand new kid yeah. needs the place to live and you're trying to egg them on on this, this little contingency or that little contingency. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like think yeah. of, put it, put yourself in their shoes. Mm -hmm. You were here five years ago or sure. 30 years ago. And uh, 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah. Right. And your house is paid off yeah. and you're making a million dollars. You're making like, a million and change. Yeah. yeah like. You can fix the doorknob, right. you know, like, so, I mean, I wouldn't ask for a doorknob repair, but you know, whatever, yeah, whatever the small thing is, whatever yeah. that small contingency Ex is, yeah. yeah, be a little bit more gracious. And yes, you're right. This industry needs a little bit of humility. Everybody's on edge a little bit, I yeah. feel like, and uh, yeah, tensions are high Yeah, and it is your own home. So it is a lot of money. And sometimes they get maybe a little bit more irrational when it comes to their own penny. Oh yeah. Which, uh, you know, which we all go through those people's emotions. So, yeah. and then I'll shift to real estate agents. Do you have any advice for brand new agents that are just entering the market or maybe interested in jumping into the market or, and also veterans? Yeah. I mean, I would say for the new agents, like kind of going back to what I was talking about originally, like being true to yourself. I think that was, like the biggest moment of my career. That's okay. literally when my it's the theme of the podcast. The theme of the, yeah. Being true to yourself. Being true to right? yourself. Yeah. And just like the hustle. Like it really. Define that name. Yeah. It's like, you know, I door knock, I cold call. When I first got into the industry, I would make a hundred dials a day mm. and like reading, reading books, like go Can you for give me no. a script real quick. What did you say? You pick up the phone. I mean, it would, it would, Who it would this? depend on what I was calling for. Like, okay. did I have a client who missed out on the property? Like, uh -huh you know, hey, blah, 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 this is Bree. I was calling my client recently missed out on the property at 123 Main Street. Um, have you had any thoughts of selling? And that's like, you know, the more generic one. Okay. Or it's like, hey, you know, I would call for a company that did estate sales. And that was just because I had to get my dials in and then sometimes it would turn to a listing because they kind of were like, a, you know, they did estate sales and then it would be a listing at the end of it. Uh -huh. um, so same thing like, hey, you know, calling for the estate sale. We noticed that your neighbor called, well, you know, whatever, like the script was. But yeah. it just varies per... Per, you had a hundred uh, calls a week. A hundred dials a day. A day. But it was dials. So you didn't have to, like, it wasn't a conversation. It was just dials. So you'd put it in, like, the mojo dialer. You'd put a hundred numbers in there. Uh -huh. And that was your dials for the day. Wow. So, very, very intense. Yeah. Yeah, who knew? I didn't, I had no idea. Yeah. Is that a, that's a Tom Ferry thing, huh? That was a Tom Ferry yeah, thing. Oh, think, for I sure. Think they, they didn't make me do that for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. But, yeah. but okay. it's just, like, those things. Like, yeah. just getting out there. Like, door knocking. Like, I, I've had a couple new agents that are like, oh, I don't need to do that. Like, I have so many friends and family that have talked to me about buying and selling. Well, I'm like, there are family members that give their their hairs a portfolio to sell. Yes. Right? But no, but I mean, like, they're saying, like, oh, I just got my license and grandma needs to sell her house kind yeah, of thing. And I go, yeah. well, everyone talks about real estate. You'll probably get one of those sales. Like, yeah. how else are you going to build your book of business? Sure, you know, like, sure. I would do open houses every Friday, every Saturday, every Sunday. Mm. And that was like my bread and butter. Wow. And Open so houses on a Friday. Yeah. Like a sun, sunset soiree kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds really sexy in San Diego. <laughs> I just go, even if I'm not a buyer, I would just go. Come by. Yeah. A sunset soiree. Yeah. And then you would like door knock and invite all the neighbors. Like if you're going to do something though, do it, do it well. Like if you're going to do your open house, put your signs out, print out your open house sign in sheets, print out your flyers. Like 
don't just half-ass it, mm -hmm. do it well, but also do it. Like, don't just get your license and go, oh, okay, business is gonna come to me. Oh, it's gonna fall from the sky. Yeah, like, yeah. yes, grandma may sell her house with you, but I don't know. <laughs> what like, are you doing after that? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing after that? Like, you need more business. And yeah, so yeah. I think that's the one thing is just like, put your head down and put in the work. Mm -hmm. Good, and then for veteran agents, the same thing? Uh, for veteran agents, I would say, I don't know, like, be gracious. I think oh, a lot of there's, one. yeah, I think, and maybe this is, I've just had the like a very- successful ones get in their head too much. Yes, like right? the- Oh, we're too good for you. Well, the line of like, well, I've been in the industry for oh, 25 yeah. don't you, years. Don't you love that, huh? All right, lady, <laughs> I know you have. Your headshot from 25 years ago shows me that. But like, you know, like, I let's we all want to get to the finish line. That's great. Let's like That's work great. together to yeah. get there. Like yeah. you want this deal closed, I want this deal closed. Let's work together. We don't need like great. I'm so proud that you've made it 25 years. That is awesome. But how do we fix this problem yeah. right here? Yeah, yeah. Like your years in the industry has nothing to do with this. You know? <laughs> and the RPA, the residential purchase agreement, is not from 25 years ago. It changes. Like 14B is not 14B and it's now 12C. Like, you know what I mean? Like Things change. So okay. just staying relevant, I think, is good and just be gracious. But then there's ones that are veterans and they're very nice and like I, you know, like ask for help. Like, those are the goats. The, yeah, those are the goats. But also there's, you know, one agent that was at the office one time and she couldn't figure out the printer and I helped her for like an hour and a half. And since then, she's told other realtors like, oh, Bree's the best. And all I did was help her with the printer. <laughs> but her being in my corner has now got other agents to look at my offer better. You know, like mm -hmm. now they're like, oh, said agent knows Bree. So let's what can we do to get her offer accepted? Like we know she's a good agent. Yeah. I don't even know that agent. But because I helped this, you know, like so also like older agents, if you guys have questions, ask us like I'll love to help you with social media. I'll help you with the printer. Like, you know, and we all want to learn and grow from each other. And. It just, I think those are great relationships There's a lot to, to learn. Yep. Yeah. Those agents that are 30 years, there's a lot to learn yeah. from those that are in their 20s. As long 30s. as they don't like shove it in your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that doesn't make you more fired up to start working and start hitting the pavement and hustling. Yeah. <laughs> start calling, making some uh, 100, 100, Dials 100 a dollars a day cold calls. I, I don't know what will. The... Clearly, you're also a great candidate to be a, a Tom Ferry spokesperson. Oh. Just, uh, based on <laughs> I don't do it anymore. Did. I just yeah. I drank the Kool Aid many years ago, and yeah. it never left my system. Yeah, you know? no, it's great. It's, like, it puts a great foundation in your, yeah, in your upswing, work downswing. ethic. And, yeah, that's right. In your talking points and your work ethic and yeah. all of that. So, um, thank you. Do you have any um, anything else that you want to mention about yourself that maybe industry people want to know, or buyers want to know, or sellers want to know? or just people that love real estate in general, yeah. maybe about the San Diego market. Yeah, just always ask. Like you can reach out to me on social media, via phone, call, text. Like I always tell people like, ask me anything. I'm never gonna, you know, I'm, I, I don't do the buy or die program anymore. Like we were taught mm -hmm. very early on. Sure. It's like, hey, I'm here as a resource of information. If you have any questions, reach out and I'm here when you need me. Like okay. I'm not gonna call you, I'm not gonna bug you. Like I come from a place of value and I just want everyone to, have the knowledge and know that they're supported. And, you know, there's so much crazy information on the media with doom and gloom and interest rates and, you know, clickbait, like ask questions, like it, whether it's me or another real estate agent, like we want to help you guys and provide valuable information. Right. Whether it's not just about buying a house, it could be about San Diego, the yeah. neighborhoods, the schools. Oh yeah. Any, any restaurant recommendations, let me know. <laughs> You're the foodie. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Really appreciate it. 
followers and listeners, please give her a follow. I'll put again, Brie Ariano. I'll put her in the show notes. And thanks a lot so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. All right, appreciate it.